welcome to Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals. I'm your host, Lauren Edelstein, with North Star Meetings Group. Eventful, the podcast, is our way of inviting you to join some of the interesting conversations we have with people in our business about topics that really should be on your radar. I look forward to hearing what you think, and please be sure to subscribe. The unprecedented job losses and economic damage caused by the pandemic shutdown have seriously impacted almost all areas of the meetings industry, as countless event professionals are now out of work or suddenly unsure about their futures. But while things might be unclear and even alarming, there are some steps that meeting planners can be taking now to navigate this fast-changing terrain and to position themselves for a comeback. I'm Sarah Braley, Managing Editor of the North Star Meetings Group. For this episode of Eventful, the podcast for meeting professionals, I spoke with Don Penfold, founder and president of MeetingJobs.com. A former meeting planner herself, the executive recruiter saw hiring grind to a halt in March, followed by an enormous wave of layoffs and furloughs. Don, you've said that you've never seen anything like this in your 30 years of helping industry professionals find new jobs. How do you classify what's going on? I consider everything that's this big like a hinge. And the hinge just takes us to a new direction. 9-11 was a hinge that took us in a new direction. You know, the recession was a hinge that took us to a new direction. Because normally we were going to be heading into a real strong job market where they could name their prices, they could find, you know, there there were more jobs than candidates. And in three weeks, that has turned around completely where everybody has been wiped out. And if they're not laid off yet, they're going to get laid off. There was such low unemployment as of, you know, a month and a half ago. And now that's (laughs) way up. How does someone learn how to sell themselves if they've never had to do that before? The candidate is going to have to, first of all, it's going to be a while before people are hiring again. I think this is going to go on for about six months. With all the reports that you're seeing about when they think this will ebb and flow, you know, by the time people are back to work, projects are started again, I think it's going to be at least six months before a lot of hiring starts taking place again. And that all depends upon also of what happens with the economy. This is all economy-based as well as health-based. Yes. If people are afraid of still getting together, they're not going to schedule conferences. So I think some of the skill sets that meeting professionals need to get to learn is virtual meetings, mm-hmm. is to learn the skill sets of virtual meetings. I mean, I've seen some independents out there start selling themselves as let me help you set up your virtual conferences. And I was talking to who was doing the same thing. She was putting together uh, videos for, to show people some of the stuff they needed to know. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's one of the areas I think, and that would be like I talked about, you're going to have to have a competitive advantage. You're going to have to be set yourself different from everybody else. And to do that, to set yourself different, this is going to be one of the things is, is video. (laughs) And this is on the side. The other thing is that people are going to have to get comfortable. It's not really on the side, but get comfortable with video interviewing. Um, Zoom interviews. I've done more coaching in the last three weeks on Zoom interviews 
with people who were hiring. Mm -hmm. You know, things like I've got my laptop up on four cookbooks so that I'm at a level and I'm not looking like this. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, keep those cookbooks. What sales have gone up are clothes from the waist up. The hiring process, though, is going to be slower. People are going to be slowly coming on board because they're going to be more decisive on which direction they're going to go and what size their conferences are going to be in. I mean, I would not doubt if the, if they're holding off for a long time for the conferences that are 2,000, 3,000, 10,000, 20,000 people. Would the hiring process be slower because people are going to have more choice? It's going to, they're going to have more choice. And that's why the candidate has to set themselves to be better and to have an automated resume, a resume that will go through an applicant tracking system easily. Most hiring officials use ATSs, applicant tracking systems. Mm -hmm. And so what they'll do is they will set up parameters for a job and it'll ask them key questions about the job, keywords. And so when they ask for a candidate to apply on the internet, which most of it's done now. I, I have not heard of a mail-in or fax-in in a long time. Mm -hmm. But when they apply, these applicant tracking systems in turn will look for keywords and key phrases. And then they'll sort them and put them in an A, B, or C pile. So like my applicant tracking system at Meeting Jobs, the one that you have on your website, it will rank if somebody puts a job up there, it'll rank the candidate not by when they applied, but how their resume matches the job. Your resume is going to have to be designed around each job that you apply if you want to get through the mock of thousands of other people applying now. Mm -hmm. so I think that people are going to be using, because hiring officials are going to be overwhelmed, they're going to start using automated bots, um, automated interviews. So a candidate, it won't be a live interview, but it's an automated bot where they, the candidate will go on and it'll either be just a, a verbal one or questions, but they'll ask you questions and you'll go through an interview with a bot before you actually talk to a live person. And I'm seeing more and more of that. There's also the ability to show that you can work from home. Boy, if we can't come up with that at this point. But I mean, how many people do we know who set up offices at their dining room tables? at their kitchen counters. They've got their kids walking around, dogs barking. I think that hiring officials are going to be looking for more serious virtual offices. I think finally our industry, and I'm hoping this, will start accepting the thought process of a virtual office is acceptable. Because most of all the other industries have, thought, have done this, but ours has been like dragging a dog through mud. In accepting this, there's uh, there's companies, but I wouldn't say I'd say maybe ten or fifteen percent of the companies will allow it. And I think that this whole pandemic has opened that up, so people will be more serious about it. The people who are hiring are going to want to see where you work. They're not going to come over and say, "Let me see where your work is," but they they want to. You would probably go through quite a few interviews, and quite a few, and they'll they'll see. Like, you've got a good environment there. I've got a pretty good environment here. 
I think a lot of it is that you have to make sure that you have an environment that looks like you can, and you also have the nature to work from home. There are some people who have a hard time concentrating working from home. I've done it for 30 years. This is my comfort level, but some people don't have a comfort level with it. The other thing that somebody asked me the other day also is, can someone ask me if I've been tested? Legally, you can't ask somebody health questions. However, if a hiring official at a company is hiring somebody, they want to make sure that they're not going to wipe out their entire office. Right. So it's just, this is going to be a weird thing that's going to happen down the road. I, I don't know what it's going to look like, but these are some of the questions that I've just raised of your, your resume is going to have to be more intense, meaning more, um, more detailed to the, to the job at hand. Most people have a generic resume that in their, if they're in the job hunt, that they'll apply to every job in the entire world and use the same resume. And it's going to get back to looking at the job and designing your resume for that in order to get through because there's so many other people looking for jobs right now. Now, are you hearing from a lot of people who have been out? Yeah. Well, I'm hearing from people that either they've been furloughed or they've lost their jobs completely. Probably have heard in the past week about 10 or 12 people who have called me and said, I've noticed that you don't have a lot of jobs on your job board. And they've been let go. I've had just the job searches I was working on, all but one completely stopped searching completely. Yeah. And all the temps that we were putting out there, the independent contractors, I had, what, 50, 60 independent contractor positions uh, stopped. And that's just me and this little company. So I can imagine what it looks like out there in the the big world. And if it hasn't happened, it's going to happen. I mean, the only way it won't happen is if companies can take, will take advantage of some of the loans that are coming through that proving that 75% of this loan will go toward your payroll and that you're not going to let people go. I've also heard more positions in the supplier side be let go than in the planning side right now. And I think that is because they've just shut down hotels. Yeah. Here in North Carolina, Pinehurst Resort closed all three of their hotels completely, locked the front doors. Everybody's gone. So, and that's happening all over. Right now, a lot of the meeting planners have their jobs because they're still negotiating deals. They're still showing their value. They're unpacking the contracts that they have and trying to reschedule. Right. But if once that's done, if they're not rescheduling and their contracts are all unnegotiated, there's not going to be anything for them to do. If it's anything like in the past, when there's been recessions or there's been layoffs, The first people to go will be the corporate sector. Mm -hmm. The association sector is lagging, and that will be the last sector because associations still look at planners as income areas. Um, Where corporate, it's it's a cost center. So if the market still continues to go down, the corporate planners are going to get laid off. Areas that I've seen one company... I've had one, you know, some of the pharmaceutical companies are still keeping planners. 
and I don't know why. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's because they're trying to come up with a cure. They're working on this whole COVID thing, but, but I wouldn't, financial services people are being let go. So what are you saying to people who are getting in touch with you? How, are you able to soothe them in any way? Are you able to get? Yeah, I, I mean, I'm telling them that what I'm telling them is that um, it will come back and that this is a good time to decide what they really want to do when they grow up too. Very few people studied their whole life to be a meeting planner. This is a good time to reflect and to decide what they really want to do. Um, where it's hitting, where, and I really do that when I'm talking to people who are close to retirement, who are saying, we're in their 60s, you know, late 50s and early 60s. Do you want to continue doing this? If you want to continue doing this, then you've got to hold on, but you've got to make sure you've got the skill sets. Um, it's no different that you can compete with the people who are in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. Right. And you may have to be willing to take a salary cut. Because companies may decide, I'm not going to hire that person at six figures. Instead, I can hire somebody at 60000 Right. So you've got to make those things. But this is also a good time to think about maybe you'd want to venture and do something else. You know, and what that looks like, what makes you happy. Um, you know, so that's what I'm telling those people. For the millennials that are calling me up, and they're shell-shocked. They are shell-shocked. They never thought they just told me today and gave me weeks notice that I no longer have a job. How can they do that? Mm -hmm. So I've been telling them, okay, this is the time that you let's get your resume together. You know, let's start working on interviewing skills. This is time. Have you to think about what went wrong that you can't get something quickly. So maybe you need to think about networking. Maybe you need to think about doing things like that because many of them have not. And and how are you advising them to network when we're all sitting in our homes? Oh, no, in the future, you know, that when this comes around, mm -hmm. you know, when this comes around to think, to reflect upon, okay, where, where, where can I improve my career? You know, what can I do to make it more stable in the future? And part of that is to think about, you know, the steps that you can do that. Maybe having a resume ready to go, networking more, um, learning new skills, not just thinking you can rely on because they walked in the door and they could breathe, they hired somebody. Mm -hmm. So that's what, and then the middle, the people who are in the middle of their careers, you know, the only thing I can say is it will come back. File for unemployment. I mean, to everybody, I'm saying, file for unemployment right away. Just get on the phone. And it's almost impossible in every state to get um, everything is so bogged down right now. Find out what, you know, what to negotiate if you can with your departing, departing company. You know, can you get health benefits paid for a certain amount of time? You know, what are, and, and look into COBRA, look into... Um, vacation time, paid time off. What what can you do? Is there anything that you can do freelance for them just for a while? You know, just to keep things going, to keep their skills fresh, and to keep you in their minds. Yes, because you don't want them to forget about you when the time comes. 
And to keep in touch, and people, I've also heard a lot of people who've been asked to cut back their hours. Mm -hmm. Can you work for 60%? Who can do that though? It's so hard to turn yourself off. It's like, do you then just say, okay, 60%, am I going to, you know, work one and a half days less per month? They won't. And they, they, that's you, that's generation. That's my generation. We would still, if we were offered that, saying, can you take a 40% pay cut? We would still put in a 40, 50-hour week because that's kind of our demographics. That's what we're made of. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the younger generation of workers could do that. (laughs) I really do. I think they would do it. Right. But the, the, the benefit there is obviously... They have a job. They're making more money than they would make on unemployment. And they're still in the face of their employers. Right. So that's something that you can try to negotiate with your employer. You know, can we, can I work fewer hours for fewer money? Or can I work the same amount of hours at less money right now? You know, anything to keep your job. Right. You talk about, you know, skills that you can pick up while you've got this time on your hands. And one of those being what we were talking about before, which is the video, you know, how to run a video. I mean, a virtual meeting, the virtual skills. What other ones do you suggest people look into? And I I wish I knew the answer to it and I should call them up. But every, almost every employer I'm seeing now wants somebody who knows CVENT. So I don't know if you can go to Seven and take online courses. How to how to use their site selection system or the, there, the whole registration system? Whole, you know the registration, the yeah. whole system. Yeah. I mean, you know they want somebody um, who is proficient in Seven. So I don't know if Seven offers courses or offers online activity. I, I don't know. I but that. That's one thing is to find out what hiring officials are looking for. And they're looking for CVENT. They're looking for, obviously, you know, uh, skills in virtual meetings, skill um, in digital meetings in that whole area. So trying to read up and do as much as you can and learn as much about it would be something that could help you. Also, well, the other thing, and this, this just came to me. But having a knowledge base now on restructuring contracts, I think would be a really, really important asset to sell yourself to, to companies. And write down everything you learn in the process of... What you learned in the process, what you negotiated, what you saved your organization in cancellation fees. I think that's a lot of it is that you have to also increase your skills. So something like going to a virtual conference to, to, so that you can take that to your employer and say, this is why you have to keep me or this is why you have to hire me. And so let's talk about resumes again for a second. Obviously, it's the time to polish it. Not only your resume, your LinkedIn profile and your Facebook profile. Do you have like suggestions for where people can get advice about what should be on those pages? I, I recommend through our company, 
uh, Lois Gilbert with the resume wordsmith. And I like, I like her because she's a former meeting planner. She has her certificate in resume writing. She's, she's good. And she's, she also um, is fair priced. Uh, and she'll do like LinkedIn profiles. She'll do everything. She'll work with the candidates on that. But um, anybody who is, who is writing a resume or anybody, they can go online and develop one through automated systems, you know, and just do Google searches on how to write a resume mm -hmm. and they can put one together. A lot of people are going to digital resumes now, which are, you write them up, they're, they're kept online, and then you send somebody a link. You can change it. And there's, there's numerous digital resume sites. So that's what, that's what I recommend for that. But the LinkedIn profile, I would say once somebody receives, if your resume gets through an applicant tracking system and once a hiring official has it, and it's usually human resources at that time, the first thing they'll do is try to find the person on LinkedIn just to see, you know, what they're made of, what it looks like, what their LinkedIn profile looks like, see who's recommended them, see what quotes there are there, just to get a general overview of the person. Um, be, and also, yeah, to see what they look like. And, you know, so your LinkedIn profile picture should be very professional, but yet cool. It should be, you know, it shouldn't look like a, a headshot from the 1950s. They will also go on Facebook to see if they can get into your Facebook site to see also things. I've had candidates lose jobs over Facebook profiles. I've had candidates lose jobs from their pictures on LinkedIn because the hiring official said it wasn't the corporate image they were looking for. Is there anything I haven't asked that you feel like we need um, to the other, the other thing is that depending upon how long, I'm looking at my notes here, depending upon how long this is going to go on and how long people will be out of work, I think one question that will come up from hiring officials often is, what have you been doing with your time? And are you, um, are you out of contact now with your work? So... I think that anybody who's looking for a job or who is um, who is going to try to impress upon somebody when they are looking for the job, that they need to talk about, this is what I've done during this hiatus. Now, if you're sick and in bed, obviously, that was, <laughs> it's something that they can't, they can't, like, talk about as much, but they can talk about, you know, um, you know, I stayed active with online support from my associations at MPI and PCMA. I wrote articles. I read, I learned this skill. I, you know, they'll, they'll want to see that you stayed active, that you stayed on top of things. So that, that's another point I think that would be good for a candidate looking for a job after this is all over, is not just to sit and watch Netflix all day. Keep it going. <laughs> I know. For me, it's Grey's Anatomy. Uh, I'm catching on 15 years of Grey's Anatomy. You and my daughter. I had never seen it. My husband kind of hooked me on it. One of the thing, and 
I don't want this to sound like I'm attacking the millennials, but there's going to be a lot of people possibly looking for jobs at the same time when this is all through. And again, the millennial generation has walked into a job market that if you could breathe and you had some skills, you most likely were hired and it's going to change now. So the one advice I can give to any candidate is show that you're really interested in the job. Do your research on the company, do your research on the people that you're going to be talking to and show interest, show that you are qualified and that you're really interested, have enthusiasm, be that cheerleader, not just assume because, hey, I did it, they'll hire me. So that's the other thing. So anyway, okay, be safe. You too. Have a great day and I look forward to talking to you again. Yeah, and also keep in mind, and you know this, in a month from now, this may also be old. It all change. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> Talk to you Thanks, later. Uh, yep. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and review us and check back for new episodes soon.